Hey, what's up to the point listeners? Welcome back to part two on the memorization coach. Train the brain to win the game. Um, we get real deep on this stuff with a lot of cool tactical things to accomplish these things and ultimately how to connect with Nelson if you want to do something moving forward like I am. So enjoy this episode, part two on the memorization coach with Nelson Dellis. This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. And, and this is like where my brain went to because, you know, I, like I told you ahead of time, like a lot of our, li- I mean, the majority of our listeners are all contractors and I'm always trying to think through like, well, can, what can I bring on here that would add value? Like, yeah, okay, learning names is one thing. They all meet people, but they've also got their iPads in front of them or whatever that could, they can always cheat and look at the name of the homeowners that they're with or whatever. But there's a lot to be said about remembering these names and, and saying their names often. And you think about when you go up there and you say, everybody stand up, even though there's 150 people that stood up, 120 or whatever the number is, and you say their name, there's that moment when you feel special. Yeah. You said the name. Yeah. You remember the name. You made me feel special. And and that is a uh, an incredible gift. And it's something that, um, I like I said, for me, it's I want to get, get better at it. Yeah. But the... Um, the, the tactic that, uh, that, and I'm not certain if you call it a, do you call it a memory palace? Is that what you call it? Or what do you call it? Yeah. I mean, the, the name technique that I, I talked about is a variation. I think everything essentially at the highest level of memory techniques is a variation of this memory palace idea. So, yeah. Got it. So, so that worked for me because I was able to like buy into it and whatever. I mean, like I said, that that's just the name that, that stuck with me. But what's interesting is as I was prepping for this podcast, I sat in my living room and I, and actually I've seen multiple videos of you kind of going to different places and like recreating them in the different places that you go. So you have like yeah. thousands of these different, like care, you know, whatever you want to call them, memory palaces, whatever you call it. But it actually, I'm, cause I'm thinking, man, if I can remember anything, anybody can do it because mm-hmm. I have a really bad short term <laughs> memory. And so I sat in my room in my living room and I came up with 10 things and, and I've been trying so hard. So I just went to um, a friend of mine, Tommy Mello's 40th birthday party and met a lot of people. And I literally practiced like trying to remember everybody's names and their faces. And, um, and so I, I'm a work in progress, but I was trying to associate these different things. I was also learning with just different, like, where did I put them in my house? This one's sitting on my couch. This one's sitting on uh, the fireplace. This one's sitting on the bowl above the fireplace. This one's sitting on the thermostat. <clears throat> so yeah. I was trying to like learn these tools and it works. Like yeah. it seems silly, but it totally works. Yeah. You know, I think at a very uh, foundational level, the reason why it works is because I think our, our, I think humans in general um if you think back to our very very far ancestors who turned into us um the changing point in our brains was this ability to tell stories okay um there's actually research that is coming i don't know too much about it but that there was a mutation in our in our ancestors brains that allowed us to um be able to tell stories and 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 have this capacity for language that led us down this path, right, to who we are now. Um, so in a way, you could say that we are who we are because of this ability to storytell. And essentially, these techniques are all storytelling. You know, you're thinking of a picture, and this picture does something, and you're telling your story of this weird thing that it's doing. 
and you're placing it somewhere and visualizing it. Um, and you know, that's been super important in, you know, making our civilizations become what they are. It's because we passed on information. So recently I've been really connecting to the fact that our memories are intrinsically what make us human, you know? Um, and there's a power in that, right? If you can tap into that, there's no other kind of natural feeling, uh, you know, to, to be able to harness your own capacity to remember something with no aid other than your own memory, you know? See, I'm all so. about experiences. See that X right there? Yeah. That X right there is for experience and it creates memories because I'm all about creating memories and having those experiences. Um, you know, and, and one thing I want to, um, I want to make sure it, it, we are like 45 minutes into this thing already. <laughs> so yeah, <that's> true. <laughs> we're, we're in it. Um, but I, I want to make sure I get to some of these things because you, because you work like you are a memory coach, you work with businesses. And, and one story that I remember you sharing, because I want to kind of go into how do you help? Like, how can you help business owners? And, and, um, and when I was going to meet with you, I, I I'm in a, a bunch of different group messages with some big contractors, big players. And I said, Hey, I got, I'm going to do a podcast with a memory coach. What are questions you guys want me to ask? I can't ask you any of the questions that they asked me to ask you because <laughs> it wasn't broad enough of a, they didn't give me the right answers I was looking for. I should have done okay. better, but, but everybody's intrigued by it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, but I'm just always curious to know, like, how do you work with business owners? And you had told the story about, um, you were working with, uh, I think it was Jesse Itzler and Sarah Blakely. For those who don't know, and you Google Sarah Blakely, uh, founder of Spanx. Um, Jesse Itzler is a badass. What he owns, but the the, the part of the Hawks, like he had Mikey Jets, like he's super an incredible entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yeah, incredible I, entrepreneur. Good I know Jesse from like athletic stuff, and Chris knows Spanx because, well, I mean, you know, he wears Spanx. <laughs> yeah, I buy him for Paul for Christmas. Lame. I just try. I'm trying to. I'm trying to strike back. <laughs> You know, I make it one <laughs> shot at this, Chris. It was a good attempt. Yes. <laughs> well done. Maybe if you didn't st st stutter, you'd have got it done. <laughs> uh, but you, I think you were talking, they were, you went and like taught them the 40 or like the presidents or something like that, yeah. like quickly or, or something along those lines that you had did. And, um, and so I, I'm, but I mean, not that that was, has values to their business, but the point was, is that you it was, they're capable, they're capable mm -hmm, of yeah. doing it. Um, so yeah. maybe tell us how, like, how do you, like, if somebody like me comes to you trying to get better at my business or even like a contractor trying to get better at their business or so, anybody comes to you, like, what does it look like when you go into like actually coaching somebody? I know there's probably a ton to it, but like, what is that whenever somebody yeah. hires you to be a coach? Yeah. So, um, I do a bunch of different kind of coaching. Um, ever since COVID, I've been doing a lot of online one-on-one -on -one coaching, which I really like because I can really fine tune the process depending on what the person wants. Um, but I also do kind of workshops and seminars, which we can go very deep into techniques, but you know, you're still preaching to a group depending on the size. It can be less right. personalized, but anyway, so when, when people reach out to me, it's usually for a specific problem and they want to work one-on-one. -on -one. This was the thing with Jesse. I was going to go, I went, I was invited to his house to work with him for a day. And then at the last minute he was like, Oh, can Sarah sit in? Um, of course. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so what I typically do, uh, it's not usually just a day, I, I, but in Jesse's case, I did that. Um, but I prefer kind of a longer term um, program that I've outlined. And it's usually a three month program. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, memory techniques have been around for a long time. There are people who sell programs and books about memory techniques. Um, and, 
you know, even clients that I get have said, oh, you know, I did this course with someone else that teaches memory techniques before and it worked. I was like, great. So why are you, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I stopped using them or I didn't really know how to use them with real life applications. I hear that all the time. So in the last couple of years, I've really kind of turned my model, my training model towards that problem because what I did for myself, I didn't mean to, but because I was competing in these championships, I was training in a way that like I was rewiring the way that I think, you know, for the long term. This will never change. I've, I've changed my brain, you know, and I didn't think I was going to do that, but that's what happened. So when I work with clients, that's my goal is to get you to learn the techniques and to get them to a point where they really make a difference in your life, that they become automatic and habitual, you know, so that they help you in everything you do not just as a party trick that you say like, oh, I, it works if I try and, you know, I, I I can see if I were to really apply it, it would be beneficial, but I'm not going to do that because I'm too busy or something like that. Um, so my whole progress uh, process uh, when I work with a client is to kind of, first of all, outline what their goals are. Some people come to me with a very, very simple problem. They just want to remember names better. Some people are studying for a specific entry exam. They're students, they're changing careers later on. Some are even athletes. They need to remember plays better. Um, some are aging seniors that just want to be sharper. Um, so we address different problems. I address different problems in different ways, but ultimately I put them through um, kind of a quick little boot camp of what the techniques are. And then I train them like a coach. I write out programming for them to do every week um, because I believe that if you want to get to a point where this stuff is automatic, um, you have to practice, you have to do it daily. Not a lot but just consistency. And it's just like any other skill. I think that's the hardest part people, um, the thing that people have a hard time grasping is that memory is just like any other skill that you want to learn, whether it's playing the piano, getting better at dribbling a basketball, juggling. Um, you know, you can learn the technique, watch a video, but it doesn't make you instantly good. You can maybe do it a little bit, but if you really want to be a professional, maybe not professional, but a, a very um, accomplished juggler, you got to do it every day, even if it's just five minutes or every second that you have, you're picking up balls and you're throwing them up, right? Um, same thing with memory. And the nice thing about memory is that there's so many opportunities in your day-to-day -day life to try, whether it's just memorizing names or, you know, you're driving down the street and you're looking at license plates. You can memorize things everywhere. So that's my approach. And um, I've had a lot of success. People come to me now, years later, and they, they are so thankful that they work with me because I've changed the way that they think and perceive information that hits them day in, day out. You know? Got it. So, <clears throat> excuse me, this intrigues me because I'm thinking, and tell me if this is unrealistic, okay? It is. Um, so, we're, <laughs> um, it's unrealistic for you. The Okay, so uh, um, one of the big struggles that a lot of contractors have, I would say more specifically to heating and air conditioning contractors, is the length of time it takes to get a somebody who's brand new on board quickly mm -hmm. to learn how to do the things quickly, like learn how to read the schematics, to do all the things faster. And it's you don't remember all these yep. things. Like so there's now virtual reality trainings. There's all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. So where my brain went to is – is there a is there a place that exists for this training in that world to potentially speed that process up? Because it would seem like it could be if you're having to 
And even in virtual reality, like the tight training could even be a better solution because it's interactive versus just actually like reading anything. But you see where I'm going with this, Paul? It's like, I'm trying to think through what could, ex- <clears throat> could there be something that exists in there that could maybe speed the process? I mean, if it speeds up even a couple months, it's, it's yep. a win, but yeah. you, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll think, just add, yeah. Chris, I'll just add real quick. Like you've asked some really dumb questions over the years. That is not one of them. That is like, okay. that is a really, that might be your best question ever. That was good. I almost just spit. <laughs> Sorry that Nelson, that you're having to deal with this banter. It's been a while. I appreciate it. Okay. Now, um, Nelson, if you could actually share something that actually has value, that'd be great. Instead of Paul. <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say something stupid, but <laughs> I'll say something not stupid, but um, yeah, no, it's a great point. Um, you know, I think there's two avenues to go here. One is, you know, yeah, you have this onboarding uh, issue. Um, and you need to speed it up from a business perspective, right? You run a business and you need these people to get on board real quick. Um, so having them go through a whole program might be nice, but you don't have the time for it, maybe later on or something. Um, or, you know, that's part of the training. Let's say you invest a bit of time and in the long run, it, it pays off. But if it were to be the other way around where you just want them to learn this information faster so they can start, you know, excelling at their job or their, their work. Um, I think what you can do, and I can help with this, but I feel, and I've, I've thought about this before to maybe help with different um, domains of, of, of um, jobs. I just don't know enough about the jobs to, 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 to design the thing. Right. So I'd have to work with someone, but basically, you know, an example might be, let's say, you know, like a quarterback comes to a new uh team and they got to memorize the plays, right? Um, I'm sure as a quarterback, you have a good sense of many of the plays, but um, I, I don't, again, I'm not a quarterback. I've never played football right. professionally, so I don't really know what's in those books, those playbooks. But if, if, if I could present the same book, but it's been Nelsonified with memory techniques, versions of those plays and memorable versions of them using memory techniques and memory strategies, yes, that information could get into their brains quicker, right? Um, now there's a difference between getting things into your brain fast and being able to regurgitate it quickly. Right. So people say all the time, like Nelson, you can learn a language in a day, right. With these techniques or something like that a week. And I say, no, I can memorize the, the grammar and the, the vocabulary, like large swaths of vocab in a short amount of time. doesn't make me fluent. Right. I still have to practice speaking and accessing the information quickly. But it is all up there, right? Given enough time, I could get it, right? And because it's already up here, it's easy to practice, right? I don't have to look at a book or a manual anymore uh, to study. I can just think about it in my memory palace. So um, my point of view is like, take this information that needs to be learned, present it in a way that's more memorable, you know, by working with someone like me who can, who knows how the brain works, who knows how memories uh, work better. And translate that information into a more palatable form so that it gets into these employees um, or these new hires brains quicker. Right. And then once it's in there, I mean, they can do whatever they want with it, you know? So um, that's something I'd love to explore. You know Um, it's just, I need assistance because I don't know enough about the domains to be able to tell you what you have to memorize. I don't know that, but I can tell you how to make this more memorable, you know? Yeah. So, 
smartac.com, smartac.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. Smartac.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. I, I actually, I was like, as you were, as even, even as you were just going through the playbook piece, um, like I could, if I had to like compare that, it would be to somebody looking at like a schematic. Right. And, and mm-hmm. because you don't know the job, it's like, Hey, they're learning how to rewire a thermostat, something as simple as that. Um, but now if they could just remember some, like have these techniques in place to remember them faster, they can kind of get to the technical side quicker because they've already got the, you know, the memory piece of it set. And then when they go to work on this particular piece of equipment, they might not have it all memorized, but now they've memorized a big chunk of it because they had whatever the base is set. So this is something like the, there's one guy uh, that messaged me with a, a ton of questions to ask. For me? And, okay. and he, uh, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not going to get to any of those questions, but um, we forget what because, because there is better ones. But the point is, is that this is the perfect guy who's, you know, got a hundred million dollar heating and air conditioning and plumbing business. And okay. he's got a phenomenal training facility on site. That's the guy like, cause it, all, all you have to, you don't have to learn all the things you just need to understand like, well, what are the, what are some of the things to be yeah. able to build the foundation of it? I can make that connection and then see how it works out because I, there's something in there that I think could be really helpful. And if you catch on to that, then it's lights out. Cause nobody, nobody else is doing those things. Like no yeah. one. So there's well, something idea, there. Yeah. One idea I had, um, you know, you think of like, in high school, some kids have to take an AP exam, let's say AP history. Okay. Um, and then at the end of that course, you take this AP test and it can give you college credit. Right. And there's usually like an AP history textbook that everybody follows because it's the kind of questions they ask. But what if instead of, you know, taking this book and having a teacher, you know, do the lesson plans, you got to memorize dates, this, that, um, you know, you go, you have a memory palace, a virtual memory palace, that you know, student puts their head on, and they just walk around this place that's 3D generated that has no no mention even of numbers and names and stuff. It's just pictures of weird shit, right? Placed around this memory palace. Now, to them, on first glance, they don't know what it is, but they're looking at something that is memorable, right? They're going to be in a, a space that's memorable. There's going to be pictures of weird things that's memorable. Right. And if they can remember, remember those things, which they will, because it's, you know, tricking our brains into remembering the things that it wants it to remember. When you take the headset off, the teacher can then reveal, listen, you know, that statue you saw in this room over here that was next to this other thing. Those were, you know, these different events that happened in the 1900s, blah, 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 blah. And the associations will make more sense. But they didn't even know they were learning it. They were just experiencing something. And that's what I'm saying. So you, sometimes you don't even have to me- teach the people the techniques. You can just lay them out in front of them and have them experience it like a human would. Uh, and secretly, they've been tricked into memorizing something they weren't even planning to, right? Um, so if you could do that kind of thing across anything, right? Um, there's like a memorable version of information you have to memorize in whatever domain. Um you know, we all can do that uh, and quickly. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know? 
I'm so intrigued by this. Go ahead, Paul. I know. I want to talk about mental fitness. I want to talk about aging and uh, things like Alzheimer's, maybe ADHD. I mean, there's a lot of different things to talk about. Talk to me about your work with Alzheimer's patients. I believe I read that. Um, And just the, um, you know, the decline of memory for some folks that's systemic. Yeah. So I, you know, like I said, I started getting into this world because of my grandmother. That was the first kind of encounter I ever had with somebody who was losing their memory. Um, And of course it was very striking to me enough so that it caused this whole life shift um, but such since a, then, that, is, that is such a hard one to, yeah. to, oh man, yeah. it's such a tough one. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. can relate. They either have someone very close to them or, you know, know somebody who knows somebody who's, um, losing their memory or has lost it quite significantly or they've yeah. passed away. Um, and it's a hard thing to watch because it doesn't just affect the person with it. Um, you know, in fact, in a lot of cases, they don't even realize um, fully what's happening. It's more the, right. the, the family and the, right. the connections, terrifying. right? Yep. So it's very terrifying. Anyways. Um, yeah. So after winning championships and realizing that it worked for me, I was always surprised when talking about what I do now, um, that nobody knew about memory techniques or it was always very like, wow, tell me more. I've never heard of this. Improve your memory. That sounds crazy. Um, there are techniques for that. I've always had a bad memory. No way I could do that. Um, and I realized that it, it should be more mainstream. It used to be thousands of years ago when that was all there was. There were no phones, no books, no computers to store information. It was just this. Um, but it's lost its, its perceived need um, because we have external memories now. Um, so, you know, it's, it's – I've worked with uh, – so after a while, I realized I needed to get this out there. And that's what the charity did. Um, it was a way to kind of send that message and – I've worked with different groups, um, some um, Alzheimer's or dementia kind of um, facilities where they have patients who um, are on the decline. And it's it's interesting because I, in some cases with varying degrees of success, I can do a memory technique example with them, but they're never going to remember to use it. You know, um, and some are so far gone that it's it's just not even possible to remember very much. Um, so what I'm saying essentially is that these techniques and being able to do this needs to be harnessed earlier. Right. It's more of a preventative thing um, than a fix for late cases. Um, that's my experience. I'm not a doctor or professional in that regard, um, but that's what I've seen. Um, there's a lot of. Um, debate still in the research whether memory techniques can, you know, stop or delay the onset of Alzheimer's. Um, I believe that it can, um, whether that be by a week, a month, a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it will help a little bit um, or a lot. Um, but yeah, that's my experience. So this makes me think, hold on. This makes me think of Paul's favorite movie, The Notebook. Oh, yeah. Um, because, Top five. That's a good movie, man. No, no shame. Yeah, it's a great movie, and yeah. and uh, no shame, Paul. Um, great movie, but that's remember he's kind of doing that, taking her through that same like pattern over and over and over again. Once they're they're like, I man, that's kind of what the whole thing right. is about is it's reliving yeah. that story. But um, but then after a while, she remembered a little bit longer, right? Right, and it's the same thing over and over again. That's kind of what I envision that you might have to. 
to deal with a little bit. I, we deal with that right now. And my wife's mom is pretty far down that path. And it's, it's heartbreaking to watch. She don't even get it, but my wife certainly does. And yeah, it impacts probably yeah. her the hardest. So, but anyhow, I think it's super cool that, that you're doing that. I mean, that would be quite the, quite the gift, man. If you could turn that, <laughs> turn that I one know. around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if I'm talking about how to prevent that, it's being able to keep your mind active frequently, you know, in your day to day stuff, meeting, not necessarily just memorize everything, but just do things, right. Having to more. think through. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Like calculate things, calculate the tip, uh, you know, figure out things that are difficult in your mind rather than just like straight away Googling it, um, <laughs> challenging your mind to learn new things. Um, and then even environmental stuff, like, you know, even diet, activity, sleep, minimizing stress, those things have huge implications for the longevity of your cognitive life. I imagine you work with a lot of high performance people, entrepreneurs. Um, where does ADD yeah. or perceived ADHD, where does that come into play? And with people who've just got a lot going on, they're a lot distracted and they let things fall through the cracks. Are there applications of your work there? Yeah, I often find people with suppose the ADHD do really well with memory techniques because, you know, they have these minds that jump all over the place. Um, and that sometimes can lend itself <laughs> to, to memory techniques because it is strongly based on the ability to think of wild things quickly. Um, mm -hmm. not to say that people with ADHD always think wild things, but I think the, the kind of quick, bouncy, snappy uh, nature of their thoughts um, is actually helpful for a memory technique. So when I work with kids or teenagers who have ADHD, these techniques work so well with them, um, which is great because, you know, they often struggle to um, remember things or to, to get things done that other students have uh, no problem with. So that's an encouraging thing to know. That's me, by the way. I have, uh, I have ADHD. Um, I don't, I'm not medicated for it, but I've certainly been, I've been diagnosed and I feel like I thrive in chaos. Like, I don't, I don't explain it, but, um, yeah. so I would have actually thought the opposite to be honest with you. So, cause I'm thinking like, well, I'm, you, you, cause you, I think people perceive ADHD too as like scatterbrained or like, you know, and, and, and in a sense, yeah. I guess it kind of, it kind of is that, that way, but I feel like I've kind of got things dialed in and compartmentalized. And even though I am trying to accomplish like 15 things at the same, at, you know, in, in the same time frame, I at least have a cadence of the things I'm trying to accomplish yeah. and it never ends. So I've kind of gotten just these little categories that I'm attacking constantly. So, but I, I wouldn't have thought, yeah, you, I could see this me being really great at being, you know, having a good memory. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> good Paul. Sorry, man. Oh, no, I just wanted to like other applications for the way this has improved people's lives outside of just like remembering, um, you know, names and faces and those sort of things. Like what kind of stuff have you yeah. seen with your clients? Um, one other thing is I, I feel like and I've experienced this, too. Um, well, when I first started um, is, you know, when you don't have to worry about your memory so much, mm -hmm. it's such a a thing that you can now put to the side and focus on other important things and what you're doing, you know? Um, it also lends itself to this air of confidence that you have now in yourself and your mental capacity, which some people realize it. Some people don't realize 
how um, much of a hold it has on your performance and and how you navigate through life, you know, how you naturally think about what your brain is capable of. Um, so those two things, just being able to feel more confident in everything you do, um, you know, how you act and, and how you talk and how you think. Um, and, and then also being able to, um, just to, to, to naturally be able to do these kinds of things, um, is a huge side effect that you, a positive side effect, um, that doesn't really mean it doesn't have to do with actually memorizing stuff, but it's just the way that you carry yourself now. Right. Um, I can go to a party and (laughs) memorizing everybody's name is like on the back burner, but that's the thing that will happen, you know, and I can worry more about making true connections and, um, schmoozing better, you know, like presenting myself in a, a better, more thoughtful way. I don't know. Um, but there's definitely some other uh, side effects there. And I, again, I could ask a million questions, Chris, so I'll let you steal the mic from me at some point. But my last question is, do you have strategies for retaining things you're learning? So I'll give you an example of the question behind the question. I listen to so many good podcasts and read books, and occasionally something will stick with me for a lifetime. But oftentimes within a few hours, like I've forgotten completely what I've what, what I was inspired by. Any tactics there that work for you? Yeah. So now we're venturing into almost study techniques, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you want to keep something that's been given to you very quickly um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a setting that has a lot of other things in it. You know, you listen to a podcast that's two hours long, you're driving maybe, um, you know, it's not the best place to, to learn something. Um, and that's just one way, you know, maybe you're reading books and the same principle, like you finish a book and then you don't, you remember roughly what it's about, but the little tidbits that were important to you, you forgot. Right. So I think taking external measures to distill down what you wanted to take away from this is important in remembering things. So often things, what I'll oftentimes what I'll do when I finish a book, I actually underline a lot in my book, um, specific points, but I will always recap those points. And I have like a document set up on my computer of all the books I read and kind of the key points. Um, and that is something that I review. Then that's the thing that I, I won't go out of my way to memorize it. Cause it's not like I want to be able to recite the list of things that I jotted down backwards and forwards, yeah. but the act of underlining and making a point to say that this is important. And then after um, you've been done with it, you, you, you write it down, you read it, you spend some time with it is already a way to make that memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with a podcast, you know, if I hear something that's super important, um, you know, most podcasts, there's maybe like one or two things that I really will want to keep in my bag, you know, um, other stuff like it's just passing by or it's not that interesting or it's just cool to hear, but I already know it or whatever. Um, so those two, three, maybe seven, 10 things, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll make a little note, um, as it's happening, you know, um, or if, if I'm driving or something, I, I might just try to visualize it and then I store it somewhere else later. And then I'll always review it. Um, after the fact and do the whole imagery thing. If I really want to, you know, bake it into my, my being, you know, so no shortcuts is what I'm hearing here, Chris. (laughs) Unfortunately, no, (laughs) No. but but, you know, yeah, but you know, what happens is 
you kind of get addicted to this ability to store the information mm-hmm. and to have it all in you. Um, and often thinking in the ways that I was describing with visualization and then storage and stuff like that, it lends itself to you wanting to think about and memorize things, yeah. um, which is why I still memorize today. Like I would love, you know, I have to go home after this call and put my kids to bed and, you know, spend time with my wife, but my, I would love to go just down to the basement and memorize stuff. <laughs> um, thousands of digits. Like that is my jam, which sounds horrible and very boring. But if you really knew what was going on in my head, you'd be like, damn, yeah, I want to be there. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like porn stars and chefs and, you know, like my favorite movies are all in these places that I've lived. And that's what's going on in my head when I'm looking at numbers. Like it's my own private peep show, you know, of like weird <laughs> shit that Nelson likes. So I wouldn't, I want to go there, you know? But that's and, part of your, that's how part of your technique, right? Is how you're learning these different things yep. is you're, you're associating with these different yeah. things. Well, uh, I'm associating it to things that are, like I said before, personalized and related yeah. to me in my world of experiences, the Nelson life experience, right? So anybody, everybody has their own set of experiences and who doesn't love to re-experience things and think about and feel um, the things that make them who they are. So memory techniques are a gateway into um, reliving those things and for uh, the positive, which is to remember stuff. So, and only you have the password. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It can't That's be true. hacked. It can't be That's hacked. That's right. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe in the future, you know, we'll have ways to see the memories people are envisioning. That'll be crazy. Oh, dear Lord. Then Paul be in real deep shit. Like, uh, what was it? Um, the Medicare um, coupon near me. <laughs> now, the minority report, right? With those minority, yeah. Those, when it's they could see yeah. the, the, the crimes happening in their head before it happened. Yeah. Wild. That's well. I, I, um, first off, let me just say, um, I mean, th- again, th- this stuff. I'm not gonna. I know that I'm gonna go in my basement and sit and do that. But it is intriguing. No, yeah. It is intriguing to me. And mine's more so from the just the business perspective. And then, and then it trickles down into, hey man, how could I use Nelson to help my son remember his plays and his playbook for his football team? And how can I get him to remember reading defenses? Or hey, he's got testing. How can he get better at testing? When I read a book, I can't listen to the audio books because my brain still wanders when I'm mm-hmm. listening. So I have to I have to read Same. and highlight. And I read and highlight the book when I do read them. So that way I can kind of go back and look at them and they're my reference points. I wish I knew that shit. And when I was in school, I'd have been a better test taker and a better student. But there's so many different things that now I can see. I mean, if you could just start to figure out some of the foundational things and kind of figure out how to get that, we call it an autopilot of like, you're, you're being more intentional about how to gather this information and retain it. Um, it helps you in so many aspects yeah. of your life, whether it even be your relationships or you're meeting people, business, your kids, all these different things. And and that's really what I wanted to to bring to light was, you know, I, that's what I think about, you know, and I immediately think, man, how could I be, how could I be better? The things that I'm going and trying to learn to be a better leader in this business, I wish I could retain those better. And so how can I do yeah. that? I need to work on myself and work on my memory and how I can accomplish those things. And so that's the place I'm coming from. I just start thinking about all this other stuff that I didn't know was possible. Like you getting teaching the kids or, or they can teach the kid to learn the presence before he takes the tests or the countries or the continents or whatever. Yeah. So, but I yeah, appreciate I mean, it, you giving me that time, man. It all starts from just being aware that you can change your mm-hmm. memory. I think a lot of people, like I said, at the very beginning is they're stuck with this mindset that memory is a fixed thing. I have a shitty memory. That's the end of the story, but that's not the case. We all have this amazing latent 
ability within us to have an amazing memory. Um, and it's just a matter of relearning or learning how to think differently. You know, that's really all memory techniques are, is just thinking in a different pathway. So um, I think if people, your listeners, think about that for a second, um, we've already changed something in their head, you know? I love it. I mean, Perfect. that's. I think that's, th this is like most things, right? It, it still starts with your your mindset. And I think what you're saying is, I, I too, I'm like, there's not a chance that they're going to teach me something. I'm going to retain it or I'm going to be able to make it through 15 minutes of the presentation to even retain what they're telling me until I changed the way I was thinking about it and thinking like, well, let man, fuck it. Let's just give it a try. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I was able to retain it. Like I can still remember retaining the memory palace from the very first one that I could recite it right now and all the things that were on it. And I remembered it and I was like, Oh my gosh, like that this can, I, I can do this. And so if I can yeah. do it, anybody can do it. But, um, there you go. I, I, I want to make sure that, I mean, when I say thank you, because listen, I know uh, time is our most valuable asset and, and you gave, you given me more than I asked for. So thank you, Nelson, for coming on and, and doing that and sharing with the listeners. But I don't want it to end there. So what I'd love for you to do is for any of our, any of our listeners um, who might want to connect with Nelson, like just is it, what's the best way that they could connect you? I know you have, like I said, you have all these different social platforms and you've got a ton of content out there and a lot of those things too. But so maybe share like some of those things and the ways that they might be able to get in touch with you if they want to ask any questions or even potentially bring you on as, as a coach. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everything can uh, be found on my website, nelsonvelis.com. It's pretty easy to see how to reach out to me, hire me. Um, or I have my online course as well. You can sign up for it there if that's of interest. Um, if you want to start very simply, in a free version of that YouTube, I have like, like you said, tons of content there tons, that you can start yeah. with. Um, and so, yeah, just search Nelson memory on YouTube and you'll find a bazillion things. Um, but yeah, that's essentially my, my main things. And then my books, you can find those on Amazon. If you just search my name, Nelson, um, Dallas, you'll see my books there. Cool. Well, I, I mean, thanks, man. I, I appreciate it. It is, uh, it, listen, it is exciting. Okay. <laughs> it is exciting Thanks. once you actually start to learn more about it. It is exciting because yeah, exactly. I, I think what's exciting is the potential, the potential yep. yeah. from, from learning the skill. Paul, <clears throat> anything you want to, you want to say in closing before I close, start to close this out? No, just congratulations on your career and the work you're doing and kind of blazing a trail in your own category. And, um, Thank it you. made a, yeah. a memorable impression on Chris and I, when we met you and it's cool, cool to see you, man. So thank Good. you. Appreciate you saying that. Thank you. And thank Dude. you for uh, giving me the exposure. Always appreciated. Of course. Yeah. Here's one thing I'm going to do. All right. If, if, if you'll do, if you'll, you'll go down this path with Nelson is okay. uh, there's, there's this amazing company in Indianapolis, Indiana. So not super far from you who I, I think I could connect the dots there to get you two together to see if there's something that could live in that training space okay. and vet it out. And we'll see. And then maybe what we can do is based on how that goes, if it goes as well as we think, is he's certainly the guy sharp um, and he's got a, he runs a super solid program. Um, if there's someone who can get that figured out and help you with that piece of it and you help him, it would be this, this connection. Okay. So I'm going to make that connection for you. I would love that. Thank and you. see what we can do with it. Because if we can take that and then scale that sucker across the industry, um, that's a big, 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 big win for, for all involved. So sure. I'm going to make that happen. And then we're going to bring it back on here. We're going to talk about it again and see where it went. Okay. So let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good, man. I appreciate <laughs> right, cool. it. So listeners, hopefully you guys take advantage of it. Nelson shares information. He shared a lot of different things, um, you know, in 
part of this is you just got to be open, like to maybe trying something that may seem weird to you or might seem like it's uh, a mountain that you can't climb. See what I did there, Nels? Um, and we didn't or, even talk about mountaineering. I'm no, sorry to interrupt. We got, man, that is because, some impressive stuff. Because, because half people listening to this thing would start to shut it off if we're just talking about that. So maybe more. And um, they probably already did because once Next I heard Paul was back on, they shut the shit off. So I apologize, Nelson, for doing you a disservice. Um, <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, listeners, take advantage of these types of things. Like this is something that sets you apart, that immediately makes you different because I guarantee you sure. probably 95% of your competitors, if not more, are not utilizing a memory coach. Fair to say. Yeah. So take advantage of those things. So I'm going to go ahead and finish this thing, this thing up um, with reading review. And again, um, Nelson, I'll just say one last time. Thanks, man. I appreciate you so much for doing what you do and being able to share that with me and our listeners. So thanks. Got it. And then I'm going to go ahead and finish up with this one is a five star uh, review called the best home service podcast, period. I like that. We're off to a great start. It's uh, and this is from Ashton uh, Crombiel. Uh, Ashton Crombiel. I hope I didn't butcher that. And it says to the point. I probably did to the point is a staple in my weekly routine. And I am extremely grateful for the plethora of industry knowledge provided by Chris and guests such as Nelson. Uh, not so much Paul. This podcast is a treat and an absolute must. If you're in the home services industry, do yourself a favor and hit that bell to subscribe. I like that idea too. If you haven't already and add it to your weekly routine, you're welcome in advance. So Ashton, appreciate you. Thanks for doing that so much again, tall Paul. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you were on here. It was a good time. I always love making fun of you publicly. So much, such a good time. <laughs> and privately. Yeah. Thank you, man. Pick up right where we left off, man. That was fun. All the above Nelson. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you very hey, much guys. You let us know if number six is on the horizon. Yeah. Well, I don't know yet. I don't think this year, but we'll see. All right. And to our listeners, everybody, you don't have to do everything, but you got to do something or at least remember to do something. No, Zero nice days. Job. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, it's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.